Welcome to Credit Union Conversations Podcast with your host, Mark Ritter, a forward-thinking CEO who excels in helping credit unions, small businesses, and real estate investors succeed. Join Mark as he explores current trends, interviews industry experts, and get fresh insights on optimizing your operations and delivering the best possible services to credit union members. Hello, everyone. This is Mark Ritter, your host of Credit Union Conversations. I am the CEO of MBFS in my day job when I'm not a podcast host. And for those of you who don't know, we help out credit unions with a whole bunch of back office for support for business lending and really help people effectively serve business members. And we also provide origination and participation services. And we would love to talk to your credit union about helping uh, helping you out. Or if you know a credit union that we could work with, feel free to refer us or shoot me a message. So today's one of those episodes where it's solo. And for those of you who've never done any type of recording, uh, it is much, much harder for me when I'm a solo show because I don't have that sidekick to bounce ideas off and have a conversation. Uh, But it's a solo show because I wanted to do a little bit of introspective thought on the credit union business, on where we're at in today and where I think we've been in moving forward. So some of you might agree with me, some of you might disagree with me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on on where you think I'm off base. I'm going to try to dig into the credit union space because if you've listened to any of my interviews that I do on other shows or the talks, you know, I love credit unions and I love what we do and I think we do a really good job, uh, but we're not perfect. You know, some areas we do are really strong, some areas uh, we could use some improvements on. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're a big organization and there's a lot of credit unions. And sometimes when people ask me about credit unions, I say, well, it depends on who you're talking to. But, uh, you know, to, to, I'm going to go through grading the credit unions. And, and, and there's a couple different ways that I could have looked at it. And, and I really went to what, what, what's used as the cooperative principles, uh, the credit union cooperative principles. All the major trade organizations in our space use these same principles to talk about who we are as an organization. And, and, and sometimes... I think we forget about some of these. Some of them, I think we kind of wink and nod, and some of them are really important. So I'm going to go through each of what is, it used to be seven. Now it is eight cooperative principles. I'm going to give us a grade, and I'm going to give you some thoughts on, on where where I think we are uh, as an industry. And I'm sure for each one of these, there are credit unions that really excel and I'm sure there are credit unions that really stink it up. Uh, but I'm going to try to give you overall what I think, and, uh, and, and we'll move on from there. So, you know, I titled this show Credit Union Conversations because uh, I didn't want it to be all fluff. I want to actually have talks and say some things that might be a little bit offline and uh, where, where we can talk about it as an industry and have some open and honest communications. So thanks for indulging me today. And the first credit union cooperative principle that we're going to work with is voluntary and open membership. 
And if you read, I'm going to read the literature here for a minute, and it says credit unions are voluntary, not-for-profit financial cooperatives offering services for people willing to accept the responsibilities and benefits of membership. And there's a few more pieces. And my grade for the credit union industry on this particular one is an absolute A+. You know, what I, I can think of going back to my father when he uh, was had a credit union membership at the factory that he worked at, and it was a true corner of the factory credit union. Uh, much like anybody who's been around the industry for a while, it was blank factory federal credit union, and if you were a, worked at that employee base, you could join, and if you weren't, you didn't have an account there. And I think with the field of membership regulations and the expansions of community net charters and also the employer groups where you really see most credit unions, let's be honest, if they're larger uh, and they're employer group based, they have associations that anybody can join. Uh, you know, I always tell people if you're driving past a credit union in your hometown, there's probably about a 98% chance that you could go in and open up an account where it wasn't always like that. And I, and I think more options is good for people. Uh, you know, I, I, I sometimes will see some old timers, uh, and I use that term lovingly, old timers say, well, you know, it, it's not a, like it used to be where everybody just had one credit union account, but that's where you applied for and that's where you had. And, and to me, that's a good thing. I like competition. I like people being able to choose credit unions. You know, I, I think it's be I think more options is better for people. So overall, for voluntary and open membership, I love where we're at in the industry. A plus, let's keep moving ahead. Now, I'm going to get a little bit tougher on our business. The next principle is democratic member control. We um, almost everybody has this on their website. Uh, we talk about it. Credit union and, and, and the literature here says credit unions are democratic organizations owned and controlled by their member. Each member gets one vote, no matter their financial status, to help make the organization's policies and decisions. So this one, unfortunately, I'm going to give our industry a D. I think this could be the biggest saver of, uh, and, and benefit to our industry to move forward, to get people involved. But unfortunately, I think day-to-day and -day credit union to credit union, this is probably where we do the poorest job. And it's an interesting phenomenon because the smaller the credit union, I tend to see more involvement by members and board and but but honestly there's probably not five elections in the credit union industry every year nationwide that are contested elections done on a friendly basis where somebody doesn't have a hardcore agenda 
I, I have never heard of somebody saying, oh, we have two open spaces and we have these three candidates and let's just let people vote on the best. 99.9% uh, .9 of the time, we, there's no elections because it's one person running for one spot. And it's just presumptive. Uh, and, and also, I think in many organizations, I should say I think, I know in many organizations, it's not that easy for somebody to walk up to the teller line and say, I would like to run for the board of directors. Uh, there's, if you're not nominated by the board, it's a high bar and a high threshold. You can do it, but it's very difficult. And I know many, many credit unions uh, lament to me about volunteer shortages. They need more volunteers. They need more board members. They need more associate board members. And I just think this is where we have our opportunity to put it out there to the community who we are and what we do. But it's really tightly controlled at this point. And, and, and sometimes it may result in board members who are good volunteers getting voted off. And, and to me, as an industry, that's okay. You know, maybe more board turnover isn't that bad. Uh, they were never designed to be lifelong appointments. And I think a diverse board of rotating people of different backgrounds is good for everybody. So tell me I'm wrong. I'd love to hear from you. But I think this is the area that we're the weakest on as an industry. And I give us a D. Next up, member economic participation. We're on the third principle of eight. So uh, bear with me. I got six more to go. Member economic participation. Members are the owners of their credit union and contribute to the capital. Members, not shareholders, benefit from credit union profits in proportion to their relationship and use of its projects and services. You know, I, I, every credit union that I work with, I really think they do a good job. And from what I see in here, uh, the, they do a good job. So I'm going to give our industry an A on this one. And it's it sometimes is a really interesting view on where people go with a strategy on what to do with their capital. There are credit unions that keep their capital and hoard it, and they can't have enough capital, and it kind of sits on the books. There are some credit unions, the more growth-oriented you are, you tend to keep your capital a little bit lower because you're investing in marketing, you're investing in people, you're investing in physical locations. Uh, you really want that electronic presence within it costs money to grow your organization. So some people keep it a little bit lower. And then there's other people who look at it and say we're gonna we're going to have we're gonna give that money back to people and they're gonna benefit from it because by having dividends we're gonna keep fees low. Uh, I know a large credit union here in Pennsylvania they went on an initiative to get rid of every fee they possibly could, uh, and that's giving back to the people. Some you know some other ones they still do dividends based off of your level of. Uh, cooperation. And, 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 and I had a, a good friend of mine uses the term a lot. Credit unions need to do what's best for the membership and not the member. And it's really easy 
to just slash fees down to zero to to be at rock bottom. But we're a cooperative, and that means everybody has to contribute and cooperate and work together. And that sometimes it is paying fees. You know, we we can't expect something for nothing, particularly when it's a good value service. Um, do I wish I could get a mortgage with no fees and never pay for anything? Yeah, that's great. Uh, but it's not fair to the people who don't get a mortgage. But but all in all, I really think member economic participation and, and keeping people together is one of these things that we've historically done well. And it's going to continue down that path of doing well. I don't I don't I don't see uh, I, I think sometimes if you're an executive and you steer too far off of that path, uh, is where you end up in the unemployment line. So, so I'm glad uh, to hear about that. Next up, number four, autonomy and independence as the credit union cooperative principles. And this reads as credit unions are independent, self-reliant organizations controlled by their member owners, not outside stockholders. When making business deals or raising money, Credit unions never compromise their autonomy or democratic member control. This one, I'm sort of in the middle. I went back and forth. I'm going to give us our, us as an industry a B. But I also think it's sliding a little bit and we have to be conscious of where we are as an industry with our autonomy and independence because the world is shifting and I see fintechs rising. I see third parties rising who can control the process a lot more. Uh, it used to be if, if you wanted a car, you went down to the credit union, you got a car loan, uh, you took it to the dealership and moved on. And the credit union was the supplier of the loan with their money and the distributor of the loan with the paperwork. Well, heck now, uh, you know, 90% of uh, auto loans are writ at, written at the dealership. So that's not the same. Uh, the, that auto dealership has control over where the loan goes and can heavily influence where it goes. When you buy a home, I just had a friend of mine tell me, my, I bought a home, we have a contract, and the realtor said I should go here to uh, this mortgage person to get our mortgage. And we see it online every day with fintechs and third parties driving who's getting loans where. So I really see us, we, we are independent organizations. We are run uh but but really those outside of the industry can, can are heavily influencing what we do uh and sometimes that's good and sometimes i really wince so i'm not going to give us an a i'm not going to say we're failing but but i think a b a, a, a grade is appropriate and i think it's something that we really have to watch out for as an institution to make sure we're doing what's best for our membership. We're doing what's best for people. And we're also doing what's best for the organization. So, so I really think uh, 
you know, from from that credit union remaining independent. Uh, it, we, we are independent organizations, but we really have to strive to do what's best for the organization and the membership, but not what's best for the third party out there writing loans, uh, the third parties out there trying to drive deposits, all those things that we see today. All right, next up, we're halfway home. Thanks for bearing with me. Principle number five, education, training, and information. Credit unions provide education and training for members and employees so that they contribute effectively to the cooperative. Uh, And it goes on from there, but you get the gist of it. This one is pretty straightforward. This is another area that I'm going to give us an A-plus as an institution. I think credit unions are a great part of their community across the board. Uh, They love giving financial education. They love consulting. They love training. And I always say my favorite thing about credit unions in the industry that I'm in is that you can have a conversation with us. We're going to work and try to put together something for what you need today, but also for what, where you're going. And I think this is where we shine. If you look on credit unions' websites, uh, they're partnering with different apps as ways to educate their membership. But really, most importantly, just day-to-day, uh, you know, just about every credit union, you can call up and have a conversation, uh, particularly for those intensive products, maybe like investment services and mortgages, where you just don't give somebody your name, address, social security number, and your weekly pay, and they pop out a loan. Uh, there's a lot of intensive projects and products, and I think we do a really nice job at cleaning at cleaning those up for people and delivering it in a value-based program and not what's just in, in the best interest and where you make the most money. All right, we're on number six of eight, cooperation among cooperatives. This is my favorite piece because this is the industry that I'm in. Credit unions serve their members most effectively and strengthen the cooperative principle by working with other cooperatives throughout state, local, regional, national, and international structures. I'm going to give us a B plus on this because I think there's probably not much of a middle ground. I think some places are A++++, and some places they're graded as a failing grade. Uh, and sometimes you're not in the middle too much. Um, and, and it really, I, I, I've seen credit unions that they look at credit unions as just competition among one another. And as our industry has grown and we get new people in our business, Um, And I'll say it, they come from the banking space. That's how they tend to look at the industry as a new person and say, oh, I can't believe we're, why would I want to work with this person down the street or in the next marketplace over? Uh, There's a lot of value in credit unions working together. And and that the best model for that is the QSO model that I'm a part of. Uh, We have companies that are owned by credit unions where they can deliver better, faster, stronger services working together uh, than they could individually. 
and those the 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 new folks who maybe are a little more resistant to that uh it, it's a deterrent and i hope we don't continue to see see most of that um you know one of my mentors at members first bob marquette he told me he goes mark when another credit union comes in here uh we're an open book and they can walk out with anything they want uh and i have taken that with me uh, today is that we, we, we really are, are much better off when everybody succeeds and everybody is, uh, is working together. And, and two organizations that I wanted to push, push out as just shining examples are Inclusive. Uh, Inclusive does a tremendous job of bringing smaller credit unions and particularly CDFIs uh, or, or maybe credit unions that work in some disadvantaged marketplaces together, uh, but also NACUSO, the National Association of CUSOs. Uh, you know, their organizations bring together all the CUSOs and credit unions working together. And if you're on the edge of, do I work with other credit unions? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, we can all succeed and make a lot more money and we can be a lot more successful services to, to the memberships and to the communities working together than we could individually. Um, but like I said, it's very interesting because, you know, the largest credit union or the second largest, they flop back and forth. Uh, they don't work with anybody and they've been pretty successful, but I think they could be a little bit more successful by working with some other people and being a little bit friendlier to others. Next up, number seven, concern for the community as the credit union cooperative principle. This is defined as while focusing on members' needs, credit unions work for the sustainable development of communities, including people of modest means, through policies developed and accepted by the members. I'm going to give us this is the one area that I'm punting, and I'm going to give us a grade of incomplete because I still think we need to work better and determine where we're going. And, and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Credit unions, I find, tend to be heavily involved in their regions, in their marketplaces, how involved you are in the community and meeting the needs of the community, it's really split um, by sectors. And I find that some credit unions are okay at it um, and, and some are not good at all at it. But the ones who aren't good at all, um, there's a lot of history at the credit union. And, and if you're a credit union that was historically based at a hospital, well, you might have a lot of really high-end members and that's who your membership is and that's how it's grown where you haven't reached out to every corner of the credit union because that's what the credit union has been and that's what it's done and that's where the membership has been. And, and just as likely, if you're in a, uh, in a credit union in an area of a city that's maybe struggling a little bit more, more historically disadvantaged, you haven't reached out to other areas because that hasn't been your mission. 
So I find that when you look at the credit union industry in aggregate, we do a great job at reaching every corner of America in every segment possible. But you have to look at all of the credit unions collectively to do that. There are very, very few credit unions that reach broad sections of socioeconomic means, uh, different ethnicities, different towns, different, you know, whatever uh, way you want to look at it. It's very difficult for credit unions to be everything. Uh, but in our industry, I think we do an overall good good job at it, uh, but you just have to look across many institutions. All right, last up, principle number eight. Principle number eight is actually the newest principle. Uh, up, credit unions used to have seven cooperative principles, and now we have eight, uh, with the eight being diversity, equity, and in inclusion. Credit unions support diversity, equity, and inclusion as a shared credit union cooperative principle and continue to have a responsibility and take a leadership role in building and serving more diverse, equitable, and inclusive communities. I'm going to give us a B- on this, but the trend line is getting better. And part of the challenge that I, I know that I see is that when you're in a community, credit, you know, some communities where you've built your historical branches tend to be homogenous, uh, especially once you are in more of a small town, smaller marketplace. You know, there, there, there's uh, one end of the community to the other. There's not a lot of diversity in, uh, in uh, many places. If you're more in a city suburb setting, yeah, you have a little bit more room. Um, but I do see credit unions really making the move and extending and re reaching out to the olive branch a little bit more uh, in their commute, in their employee base, in their management base, in the director base, uh, to have more seats at the table and different points of view. You know, I'm always a believer that we need the best and brightest at there and, and everybody should have a shot. So so I don't want to see diversity for diversity's sake. I want to see diversity because a wide range of opinions and quality opinions is very good for everybody. So I'm going to give us a B minus, but I think we're getting better. And, and I think uh, as years go on every year, that's going to get incrementally better. So there you have it. Uh, we have eight principles at the cooperative. Um, you could listen to me and say, Mark, I think you're full of garbage. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear about what you think of my opinion and where we went and where we're going as an industry. Uh, I'd also love to hear about any topics that you'd like to hear on our show. Uh, if you have any guest ideas, uh, I don't like to make it a fluff uh, program where I'm just doing advertisements for people. Uh, that bores me, and I think something bores me. Uh, it probably bores you as well. So I thank you for your time. I, I enjoyed this show, giving you a little bit of my one-on-one -on -one, uh, thoughts and opinions, and hope to do this every once in a while. 
Uh, please keep in mind, you can listen to Credit Union Conversations every two weeks on your favorite podcast network. And uh, hope you have a great day and t- talk to you soon. And please reach out and subscribe on your favorite audio networks. Thanks a lot and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Credit Union Conversations podcast. Have a question? Visit markritter.com for more information.